0: Hey there, humans, and welcome to Sinister Soup, the podcast in which we explore genre fiction through the lens of literature, film, and ridiculous conversation. As always, I am one of your co-hosts, Travis Vermullum.
1: And I'm your other co-host, Clay Vermullum.
0: And today we will be reviewing a movie, talking about some culture, and as always, drinking beer.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. That's what he does.
0: What do you got for culture this week, bro?
1: I have a bit of... It's a tragic in a way and uh very uplifting at the same time the way that it's turned out um i was reminded today of my favorite board game store um the one you and i went to when you were out here with trent where we bought our magic cards yeah yeah Yeah, that that store burnt down
0: oh man
1: Mm -hmm. yeah it was it was terrible man um that was my favorite store in the whole area. It's in Lake Stevens. It was called Man Overboard. Uh, the owner's name was Trent. He's just a. Uh, it. The owner's name is Trent. That's the positive side of this. Um, Trent is awesome. Trent is alive. I'm glad <laughs> Trent did not get burnt. To get hear dead. that. That you, was a you terrible. maybe should have
0: led with that. But...
1: <laughs> I was just gonna say, dude. That was like uh, what they always make fun of in movies, where the doctor comes in.
0: Yeah, yeah, and doesn't leave with the good news first.
1: (laughs) So the good news is Man Overboard Games uh, tragically burned down. The community was pretty rocked by this. It was a very popular store. Uh, Trent's a very great guy. Um, Everybody who worked there was was really awesome, and they were always super helpful Mm -hmm. um, when you would go in looking for help building a deck or looking for a fun board game. Like, um, I mean, we made this this, uh, comment about Trent uh, where a lot of the times there's, like, gatekeepers in the geek yeah. community. Mm-hmm. Um, and Trent would have been the worst gatekeeper of all time.
0: I think Trent Trent is the, the one time I met him, he's, like, the anti-gatekeeper. He's, like, <laughs> I feel like he's, like, the, the hero that beats all the gatekeepers. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. and they're all like, you can't tell them about that thing, and he's like, I will. <laughs>
1: oh, you mean this thing? Um, Yeah, he's If he was the gatekeeper and an invading army showed up he'd be like come on in come check out how awesome our chapel is come look at all our treasure i'm going to tell you the history of every piece of treasure in here and how valuable it is Mm -hmm. because if you ever asked him about a game he would just he would tell you about it for like an hour Mm -hmm. and you would know if you wanted the game or not that's for sure um anyway he started a well he didn't start um somebody who frequently shops at his store started a gofundme for him uh, it's called The Man for Him and All His Employees. Um, it's called The Man Overboard Fire Fund on okay. GoFundMe. Um, and they set a goal for $10,000. And the $10,000 goal has been met. Uh, they were nice. up to like over $12,000. So That's amazing. Yeah, so they're doing really well. Um, but, you know, starting a business back up after a fire like that is really hard. Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, even if you're not going to donate, they're still operating business online. Uh, I went and looked. It looks like they still like can get you magic cards and stuff. They must have some of their inventory left that they can still sell, or they still got their suppliers and stuff. Mm-hmm. So maybe if you're uh, looking to buy a board game, check out Man Overboard Games, located in Lake Stevens, Washington. And uh, maybe pick up the game from them help support a local business which is trying to rise from the ashes like a phoenix and they i think they will because they have a lot of community support and yeah everybody's behind them
0: that's amazing i mean i I think i'll definitely go donate mm-hmm. for sure i mean that there was an amazing store uh and i re- that was like where we started playing magic mm-hmm. i remember we both were like hey we have always wanted to play magic but it looks so complex and like hard and i remember the first thing trent said it was like well, have you ever done card games before? And we were both like, well, we played Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh as kids. And he was like, oh man, you could play Magic. <laughs> <laughs> if you played Yu-Gi-Oh, you could play Magic. And he just like taught us. Yeah, he
1: like threw the gates open. He was like, here's mm-hmm. the best way to build a deck. Start with this mm-hmm. kind of, start with t- a two color deck. Here's exactly what you should buy card wise that won't be super expensive, but will get you everything you need. And here's how you play Magic. And if you want help, come show me your deck and I'll help you build it.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I mean like gatekeep, like gatekeeping that infuriates me so much because then they're like happy that some of them aren't, but like a lot of people are so happy that like more geeky things are more popular these days. And it's because of people like Trent, like I've now taught like six people magic mm-hmm. and there's now like more magic players just because he taught me magic. And like, we need more people in the geek world like that for it to become more popular and like more widely spread and more easily accessible.
1: Yeah, I mean that's our whole mission on this show.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um and we're inspired by people like Trent. So, yeah, buy your next board game or your next caldheim uh, expansions or whatever from Man Over Board Games online.
0: Yeah. Go donate too if you have the funds mm-hmm. and help them with their GoFundMe.
1: And if you're ever in Lake Stevens, check and see if the store's back open yet because uh, just meeting Trent and getting some help on your board games and such from him is a, is a privilege. What do you got? What culture you got?
0: All right. I'm Brennan, uh, artist I have I don't know. Uh, again, I've done a lot of TikTok stuff and probably will continue to do so. Uh, but she seems relatively new. Uh, at we... Underscore Arts, W E E Underscore Arts mm. on TikTok, TikTok. Um, just does really cool like geeky art. Uh, so there's like a lot of cool like cartoonish renditions of famous superheroes. There's this cool like cartoon Wolverine, a few co- cartoon spider-mans Does some really cool Batman art that i think you would like uh i mean like i just like supporting artists so it's not anything more new than what i've kind of brought the past weeks but love supporting artists love geeky things and this person seems to do all of that so we underscore arts on tiktok
1: dope yeah i mean can you ever get too many like cool artists pages to look at
0: i don't think so no
1: I don't think so. I certainly can't. No. Awesome. Thanks for sharing. We underscore arts. Go check them out. I'm going to after the show.
0: Alright. This week we are doing a movie. We usually try and intersperse uh, a few books and then a movie for our roll the dice portion of the show. Um, S- still don't have a good name for it. We we really don't. Still looking As for one. As you can see. Any, any listeners out there who have a better name than like roll the dice please let us know. Um, but to refresh all y'all listeners on what we do, we roll a D20 and the lower role has to argue against whatever movie we've chosen. And the higher role has to argue for whatever movie we've chosen. Clay, what movie are we reviewing this week? Well, we're
1: going we're going i think as modern as we've gone uh in terms of being like with the with the pop culture curve of things we we've mostly reviewed things that are like a little bit older Mm -hmm. mostly in the 90s -hmm. or something except for i guess the blade itself Mm -hmm. um but all that said we haven't reviewed anything that came out just like a couple months ago weeks weeks ago not Mm -hmm. even months weeks ago Mm -hmm. um yeah King Kong versus Godzilla. That's what we're doing today.
0: Giant Monkey versus Nuclear Lizard.
1: Hey, what could go wrong? (laughs) Maybe a lot.
0: Maybe nothing at all.
1: That's right. Let's roll and find out. All right. 18.
0: (laughs) 14. Even when I roll high. That was your best roll ever. (laughs) That was my best roll ever again i'm not disappointed that i have to like argue the negative but i just want to win man like even you're, if i hate it
1: <laughs> you're never gonna win i'm not i you know what i realized too i never play with this dice in D D anymore
0: you should maybe it'll, it'll get cursed
1: i don't want to curse it i think it's I, found its place
0: as your dm i want you to play with that dice so that i can kill you <laughs> while, you're, while you're using it <laughs> you can try Kill your character it rolls straight fire to rask anyway <laughs> Normally you, know you have the. To...
1: i want you to just maybe this will motivate you for next time you should go first just to feel what it's like to win a
0: dice roll Ugh. okay i guess i can kick off with uh, just tearing this down i mean it's not that hard for task <laughs> so yeah Godzilla versus King Kong, Big Monkey versus Nuclear Lizard. Um, it's very, 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 very poorly written, um, as a lot of these new Kaiju movies are. And I mean, the classic ones, they had a similar pace to them as well, but like they were classic and they were kind of in the old puppet days, and you didn't expect more. The thing is, we've reached this golden age of television where we we have seen movies mix awesome CGI fights with like actual well thought out plot arcs and characters that we care about. Like say what you want about the Marvel Universe. I know a lot of people don't like the fight sequences and I totally totally understand like those misgivings. I enjoy them but they are well like developed. Like we are in an age when we can watch a movie that has both amazing visuals and really well developed characters and stories. So I feel like it's just not enough when you give us one without the other. I feel like let down, I don't, it's like the last movie I was very, very disappointed with and this movie's the same. It's just wild, spectacular flashing lights and nothing more than that. And there's nothing like substantial there. Those are my first critiques of Godzilla versus Kong.
1: Okay. I mean, the word substance is highly subjective, especially when you're talking about art. And I don't think it's fair to hold every movie to, like, some objective standard that we're all making up. And we all do that with everything we consume to Mm -hmm. a certain degree. Whatever our standards are, we hold them to it. But not every movie caters to everybody. And this movie is built to cater to just, like, Anybody who wants to go to the theater and just have a hell of a time. That's all King Kong and Godzilla is about. Get your popcorn, get your soda, get your family, and go have a good time at the the pictures, you know? You go, you watch this exposition, and it's like, yeah, I get it. There's people in the movie, so we have to like develop them a little bit. But at the end of the day, we're not there to see the people. We're not there to see the little girl. We're uh, we're there to see King Kong, with a Godzilla spine axe, just hacking into a nuclear lizard, and <laughs> and trying to break open his face, while the nuclear lizard blasts apart Tokyo and and throws and then just, the monkey around. And
0: then, and then just getting dusted. Let's yeah, we'll talk about that later. But just dusted. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think it was just a good time. I mean, how am I supposed to hate on a movie that is basically following the exact format of my own Mm block? You know, that's my Mm -hmm. whole (laughs) that's my whole business model. It's like, what if this monster fought this monster? That'd be fun. Mm -hmm. And it is fun. And that's what that movie's for. I've heard you defend Fast and Furious so many times. Now you're going to sit here and tell me that you don't understand that concept.
0: No, 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 no. You're... Nope. I'm going to recount that right now. I defend Fast and Furious because Fast and Furious knows exactly what it is and doesn't try. (laughs) I feel like the exposition in Godzilla, especially in the last one, I think the last one was worse than this one. But in the previous... The last two movies, their exposition has been, like, trying to be highbrow in a way. Like, they're throwing out these scientific theories and they're trying to develop, like, really... In depth side stories for the human characters in 30 minutes. And then you just are distracted by that. (laughs) And like, you're like, you're taking yourself too seriously. This is not what we're here for. Like, don't take yourself too seriously. Godzilla, King of Monsters was the worst case of that. Fast and the Furious, after five, I don't think Vin Diesel realizes what (laughs) movies are being made. I think Vin Diesel genuinely thinks he's in good movies. But the producers, the writers, and the rest of the cast are all in on the joke. And that's why <laughs> I think those are fun. This movie, I feel like they're not in on the joke. I feel like Skarsgård was like, is this like, I'm playing this scientist? Is this like a good, like, should I do this kind of emotional thing? It's like, we don't care, Alex. Just take your shirt off <laughs> and watch the monkey fight the, the lizard. <laughs> like. <laughs> That's my whole thing with these movies is, yes, I will defend Fast and Furious from five on because they stopped caring about, they just followed the same beats and they one up themselves every movie. And that's what we go to the theaters for. But Godzilla, the Godzilla movies from 2014 on have been like trying to be something more when they, they're just taking themselves a little too seriously. They're not in on the joke that we're all waiting for them to be in on
1: you know a story doesn't have to be like overly complex to be worth your time the characters i'm not going to sit here and argue that those are like extremely well developed characters Mm -hmm. but i think they're plenty developed i'm not again i think these characters are reasonably cookie cutter but so are the characters in a lot of things and you know most of those characters if they've become archetypes and what we consider cookie cutter now it's because they used to be, like, the first cookie that looked like that. And people were like, that's dope. You know? <laughs> it can still be dope if you go in there with the right attitude. You know? You go in, you know you're mostly watching to to see the monkey fight the nuclear lizard. But it's also like, you know, I'm gonna give this a shot. Because maybe they will do a cool thing to, like, tie in one of those character traits that they developed. Even if a lot of the other character traits don't work. Oh, but there's that one thing, like... There was actually a reason for the little girl to use sign language. Cool. I'm glad Mm -hmm. that they took something and, you know, actually used it. It's always nice to have a loop back to the start of a story, even if it's, like, not so subtle or anything. If the character has a disability, it's like, cool, that's a big part of who they are. Mm -hmm. But, you know, you Mm -hmm. don't need to rub people's noses in it either. I was glad it wasn't that. I was glad it served a purpose in the story, and it wasn't just, like... Inclusion for inclusion's sake. Exactly. Yeah, and again, I'm obviously all about inclusion, but not when it's just like just cuz. That's insulting yeah. to inclusion. Mm-hmm. And I thought they actually did a really good job of that. Like they had a very diverse cast and beer of the week. Oh, beer of the week.
0: Yay. Beer of the week. We're ending on a like a philosophical note there with the beer of the week. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: That is our whole conversation to have. What are you drinking this week? I'm drinking So
1: it's called OK Beer. OK. Yeah, it's not what you think, actually. It's from Okosim, which is in Poland. Mm. Oh. Yeah. It's got like a little uh, Polish dancer drawing on it and a big old like mountain ram sigil. And it's been around since 1845. Is it an IPA? Oh, no. I'm taking a couple weeks off of the quest.
0: That's fair. That's very fair. This is a pale ale. We'll try it out. What are you drinking? I've got Dock Street Man Full of Trouble Porter. All right. Dock Street Brewing. It won the 2017 Bronze Medal at the American Beer Festival.
1: Lit. We both went back to our comfort zones this week.
0: We did. Dark beer and and pale ales. Mm -hmm. ASMR. Oh.
1: Oh, yeah. That's a really good beer.
0: I am waiting for the foam to go down on a, this Porter's got a good head. Joy. <laughs> <laughs> I love porters. That's a really good, oh my gosh. That's a really good. Porter. So I guess this is about the time that I tell the listeners that I am once again, a lying liar.
1: Me too. This is the first time I've had to lie. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah
0: are we just switching positions here
1: (laughs) yeah all the things you said i agree with and i hate that movie i hated it you hated it well yeah i hate all those movies
0: that's fair yeah i'm
1: a i'm a total hater on any movie that's just cgi fest
0: yeah fair fair and I, i kind of i kind of figured that i didn't expect you to like it and everything you voiced like my attitude towards fast and furious is my attitude towards this movie it yeah. told us that it was going to be a big monkey fighting a nuclear lizard and by gosh it was <laughs> by gosh
1: was it ever
0: <laughs> it was that in the best way and spoiler alert there's also a robot lizard and that was awesome
1: There's a robot lizard, there's some like pterodactyl things, Yep. there's all kinds of critters scampering Um, around and getting squashed by monkeys and robots and lizards.
0: I actually wasn't lying in part though of the last movie, I really did not like, because I think it did, it like took itself seriously, like the last, Mm -hmm. the Godzilla King of Monsters when the exposition happened, I was like, oh they think this is like, really good (laughs) (laughs) and i was like i i don't care and the pacing so that's the other thing we've always talked about and correct me if i'm wrong but we've always talked about our favorite things in stories are character and then plot right
1: character and plot
0: characters first then plot would you say that's the way you would arrange that
1: meaning all before like setting and all the other major story elements
0: But I mean, like, yeah, like, what do you value the most in like a story? Like, like the characters, like how they were developed? Or what what would you put at the pinnacle of like any movie or book?
1: Yeah, I actually there's a great quote from George Martin uh, that I like on that subject. He says, uh, forget about genre, forget about setting, forget about all that stuff. The story is the human heart at war with itself. The rest Mm -hmm. is furniture. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and um i have to agree with that and i think that you know that human heart at war with itself concept all comes down to the plot and the character and that really is always the essence of your story and everything else you put around it is to help it be entertaining in your opinion and interesting in your opinion and to your readers i write up monster stories because i love monsters monster Mm -hmm. geek and i just want to talk about them so That's why I put monsters in my stories, but the story is always different. And it's always about that variation of the
0: human heart warring with itself. See, and and that's where I've been, I was reflecting all week. Why do I like the action movies that I like? Like, I know I've explained Fast and Furious like several times, but like, I really dove into myself of like, why do I like Fast and Furious 5 through 8 so much? Mm -hmm. And I think with action films, not with books so much books you still have to focus on the character, and then, like maybe the action sequence is second over the plot, but with movies, it is to me it's uh pacing visuals and then characters mm-hmm. like in that order, and the pacing takes the the number one spot, and I think that's why movies like John Wick are so so good is because. Action films, I think, when they're done right, are directed more like music than they are like a book. Like, they're directed Mm -hmm. in a way that they keep your heart at that constant beat, even when they're giving exposition. And I think that's something that King Kong Godzilla pulled off really well. That even when exposition scenes were happening, the human characters were in motion. And I never felt like I, like, sat down. A good action film will just keep you at this sort of, like, not too fast, not too slow, but this anticipatory pace where you can feel the big scene coming and then you come down from it gradually. And then you feel the next big scene coming and then you come down from it gradually. You never like halt. It's like a nice car ride. And I think this movie did that well.
1: I mean, what I argued for for the film, it still holds like, yeah, that's that's true. That's my opinion. That's not going to change, but like, the movie wasn't trying to be that and it doesn't care. So the
0: director is an interesting character in his filmography. Uh mm. Adam Wingard. He's he directed Your Next uh several of the VHS short films and mm. the Death. He like started in and he did the Blair Witch remake which I actually thoroughly enjoyed. Mm. Um so yeah, he like started in horror. I just
1: don't like these kind of movies. I just don't even watch them, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: So I watched this one because it was a requested video, and I still had fun debating it. I knew, <laughs> I know the merits for it. I
0: understand. Yeah, it's a weird thing when it like becomes so bad it's bad. The difference between so bad it's bad and so bad it's good is like such a strange line.
1: That's true. What's something that's so bad it's good? What's the first thing oh, that comes to your head?
0: Fast and the Furious. Oh yeah, <laughs> okay. <laughs> like one hundred percent. If you're, if we're talking horror though, then like. Oh man, now I'm pulling the blank. What do you th- What do you think of when horror? So bad it's good.
1: So bad it's good.
0: Oh, uh, uh, the Garbage Man movie. <laughs> Garbage Day. I can't day. remember the name. Garbage Day. <laughs> can't remember the name, but that movie, so bad it's good. Is the whole <laughs>
1: movie though, or is it just that meme? because yes. all I know the about the whole this.
0: movie is that that bad and good. Trolls two. So bad, it's good.
1: No. That's just so bad, it's bad. Trolls 2 is still <laughs> bad. You cannot make an argument for that. Again, that's... It's
0: more like a comedy than it is a horror film.
1: Yeah, but it wasn't totally trying to be a comedy.
0: That's fair. It's just
1: bad, dude.
0: It just has that one meme, meme-able scene. That's
1: all it is. And I was They're wondering if her. Garbage Day is the same.
0: I don't remember. I. It could be, but... <laughs> My first example, whenever I get asked that question, was Fast and Furious because, like, mm-hmm. do I recognize those movies are trash? Yes, they're awful. Mm-hmm. They're, they're terribly written. They have amazing visuals, but man, they're fun. They're like, they're just like a frat boy party. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just like sometimes it's fun to be stupid. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely.
1: Yeah. yeah, I mean, I would say, uh, I'm, I'm just gonna say Sharknado.
0: Sharknado's a solid
1: pick. Yeah, I mean, because how can you... I mean, first of all, what's your definition of good? Is it numbers? Because Sharknado gots the numbers. (laughs) (laughs) So many people have watched Sharknado. And Mm -hmm. it is, like, such a dumb concept that it tips it right over the edge to, like, okay, I'm totally on board with this. You know? Where if it was just a little less stupid, you'd be like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever (laughs) heard. Mm-hmm, but, mm-hmm. but Sharknado is like the perfect amount of stupid to be like, that's yeah. really dumb,
0: but I'm gonna watch it. It's... And they always get actors that are like, kind of famous.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. Like, like, like actors yeah, who have been so trolling cute. L.A. soap opera for like ten years. Yeah. So they like yeah. know the set life and they're good actors, and they're like, yeah, you'll you'll do.
0: I think that too. That's a perfect example of like so bad it's good is. Is, in my opinion, soap operas. I love going to diners and just, like, watching a good soap opera. <laughs> like, they're so, so stupid, but they're so fun.
1: I mean, we watched Supernatural, so.
0: I wouldn't count that as a soap opera, though. Really? I mean, when you actually watch, like, soap operas. Dude. There's a difference between Supernatural's, like, drama, which is too much. <laughs> I will give it that. It is too much attention. But there's a difference between that and like every episode someone new is pregnant or dead or dying or coming back to life or. Bro. And it's always with that voice of like, I'm telling you, it wasn't my (laughs) child. Like, that's not supernatural. Yes, it is.
1: (laughs) Dude, yes, it is. Come on.
0: Just admit it.
1: Yes, it is.
0: It's not. It's supernatural okay. is like close. No, no, but no. It's not a soap
1: opera. No, dude. Supernatural is soap opera plus monsters for boys. I disagree, dude. Come on. After I think after season five.
0: Uh okay. I can maybe say after, that. after season, season five. five. But I think so. I think there's this new genre of that kind <laughs> of movie out. So I call them CW movies. Oh
1: yeah. Oh, yeah, CW is
0: all about it. They're not quite soap operas, but they're really, really close. And the CW only produces those kind of shows. That's
1: absolutely true. That's their niche. And they're crushing it.
0: Anytime I hear, like, oh, this book got sold to CW, I'm like, oh, no.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, let's be real, dude. How many times did Sam and Dean die between them by the end of the show?
0: way too many
1: guess 15 i'm gonna look it up 15.
0: okay yeah that's my guess okay i'm throwing it's probably less than that but i'm throwing 15 out there let's
1: find out let's find out
0: because i mean i've watched quite a few of those those cw shows they all have the same formula how close am i they (laughs) they
1: (laughs) they have died and been resurrected (laughs) over 115 times
0: What? Oh, you know what? I bet they're counting the Groundhog Day episode with Dean.
1: They're totally counting that.
0: That's not fair, in my opinion. That should be one.
1: Okay. So, he maybe dies 15 times in that episode. (laughs) Still, way too many times. (laughs) That still leaves over 100 times. (laughs) If that's not a soap opera,
0: I don't know what is i it's not man i'm just i have experience with soap operas like it's not a so it's close but it's not a soap opera
1: yeah cw you're saying you're putting it in that
0: it's this it's the new genre i mean it's the c i call them cw shows but you can throw in like quite a few nbc like chicago med fire and pd (laughs) all fit yeah right right on the right on the cusp with that one for sure yeah, they all fit in. They're all right on the line of soap opera, but they're not quite soap operas because they're not filmed in the same way and the actors don't like deliberately slow down their lines like a soap opera.
1: What about Grey's Anatomy?
0: Again, it rides the line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people do not talk like they're doing <laughs> soap operas. <laughs> like, no. No, they absolutely like don't. I'm not coming home on I'm not coming home on Christmas and being like, Clayton, I haven't seen you in. A year. (laughs) Nice
1: of you to show up now. Is it because it's cold outside?
0: I just missed home.
1: This isn't your home anymore. Not (laughs) (laughs) exactly. That's
0: what I'm talking about. That's a soap opera. And Supernatural rides that line, but they're not quite. I don't know,
1: bro. I've definitely heard lots of conversations like that in Supernatural. Like a lot of them.
0: Uh, Are you dreaming about ghosts?
1: Well, no.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sam, I hear you. I Dude. hear you all night, Sam. I think we've gone away from Godzilla and King we Kong. Have. We should.
1: Well, we can't review Supernatural now. <laughs> no, and everyone knows
0: our opinion of it.
1: I love Supernatural, by the way. Totally. Oh, it's totally so fun. not ripping on it, and I am. It's so fun. But it's you know, it's in it's in good fun. It knows what it -hmm, is. mm -hmm. That is a show that 100% knows what it is. It knows what it is. All right, well.
0: And that's the thing with most of those CW shows. I mean, I know we've gone on about this for a little little while, but I feel that CW category and soap operas, all those shows know what they are. mm -hmm.
1: And to its credit, so did King Kong and and Godzilla. All right, so we've debated debated a show and a movie or book today, and we are going to... We're going to call it a podcast here. So, Travis, why don't you tell the good people of the internet world where they can find your stuff?
0: Yeah. Uh, if you find me on Instagram, uh, tvermolumog is my Instagram. I do a lot of polls. Um, I'm actually going to start three different brackets of polls at one time coming up soon. We're doing food, we're doing music, and we're doing movies. Yeah. So, So, yeah. Find me at T OG and on Instagram and please direct message me if you're coming from this podcast and say you're from Sinister Soup and I'll add you and you can participate in my my polls. They're usually pretty fun. I enjoy them. Where can they find you, Clay?
1: Well, and then if you want to find me, I've got ClayVermolemFiction.com where I regularly post fiction, uh, and blog articles about monsters and spooky places. Yeah, mostly it's a monster blog. You can vote which monster will win in a fight every month. There's two to choose from. And then every month I write a short story about the winning monster. So you can read those stories at Reddit. Um, I post them on the sh- the short stories subreddit. And then my name is Claver Mullum on Reddit. And then if you want to find me on LinkedIn, I'm Claver Mullum. Instagram, Claver Mullum Fiction.
0: All right. Well, thank you everybody for listening uh, to the Sinister Soup podcast and joining us in our geeky conversation and rants about movies and books. We appreciate the listeners who are out there and hope we get some more in the future. As always, I have been Travis. I've from been Claver Mullum. And we are both still those people. Good day.